listening to the Rude Horror Podcast with your host, Marcus Rude. He's nine years old. His name is Thomas. He's a little genius. He believes in Father Christmas. His two favorite pastimes, computers and superheroes. December 24th, midnight. Hidden under the dining room table, Thomas waits for Father Christmas. But what he does not know is that he is about to experience the most frightening night in his entire life. match. Wanted Mr. Xmas. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host Marcus aka Rude Horror and today we're going to be talking about Deadly Games, a Christmas horror movie. Um, but before we get into that I just wanted to mention if you are in the Quad Cities area this Saturday, December 14th, at Roz Talks, there will be a horror movie night. Um, the theme is Holiday Horrors. And they're going to be playing several movies, including Dead End from 2003 and Christmas Evil. Those are the, the two announced as of right now. And um, on their page it says more to be announced, but... You can bet you it's going to be Christmas-oriented, so, uh, and it's free, by the way. So just show up there, watch some Christmas horror movies this Saturday, December 14th at Roz Talks in Rock Island, Illinois. Um, the movies start at 7 o'clock and probably won't end until about, oh, midnight, 1 o'clock, somewhere around there. So if you're looking for something to do, and it's it's free, so... Definitely go check that out. Um, message me if, if you need more details on that, um, directions or whatnot. I'll be more than happy to help you out with that. But right now we're going to talk about Deadly Games, a.k.a. Dial Code Santa Claus, a.k.a. 365... Wait, wait a minute. A.k.a. 3615 Code... Hooray Noel, a.k.a. Game Over, a.k.a. <laughs> Hide and Freak. Um, man, this, this movie's got a bunch of titles. Um, um, let me see. This is a French Christmas horror film from 1989. And um, I wouldn't have found out about this movie, at least not right away if it wasn't for Shudder. 
And right now, I believe there is a promo code still available if you don't have Shuddern and you want to maybe watch this or there's some there's some other great stuff on Shudder. But I think uh, for Joe Bob Briggs' side of promo code right now, it's JBB Shudder. And uh, use that promo code when you sign up and you can get, it's either a 7-day trial or a 14-day trial of Shudder for free. So uh, take advantage of it for the holidays if you want to watch some great Christmas horror movies. They have several of them up, up there already, <clears throat> including this one. I think um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 is on there, and uh, there's another newer Christmas horror anthology. I think it's like Creatures, The Creatures Stirred Through the Night or something like that. I I haven't watched it yet, so I, I can't really think of the title off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some great stuff on there. TV shows, um, original movies like Shudder exclusives you can only find on Shudder. Uh, like Haunt is one of them. It's a phenomenal movie. Um, and many more. I mean, you just, just go check it out. Um, and uh, so if you want to stop this and go watch Deadly Games on Shudder, go and do that because this is going to be not a spoiler-free zone. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about the movie, so... If you haven't seen it, definitely stop this unless you just want to let it ride and uh, let me let me talk about the movie. So before we get into the actual movie, I wanted to point out a couple couple things I found. Um, this movie is written and directed by Rene Manzor, and uh, it's noted that uh, for its similarities to the 1990 American film Home Alone, the makers of which Manzor once threatened with legal action on the grounds of plagiarism, alleging that they had remade his movie. It's interesting because this movie definitely has Home Alone vibes. Or should I say, Home Alone has deadly game vibes. So it's... uh, Maybe a little bit of a controversy there because uh, um, this movie is made in 89 or uh, it was released in 89 and then Home Alone was released in 90, 1990. So it's uh, pretty interesting how this how this came about. But uh, this is a uh, how do you say? I mean, it's it's kind of like you, you could. Uh, you could compare it to Home Alone, but this is definitely more um, bloody, gruesome. I mean, it's it's a horror film. Like this is a straight up home invasion horror movie, and uh, it's really good. I was uh, really shocked about how how well this movie was made. It's a uh, it's a you know it's a French movie, so uh, it's all all the dialogue is in French with uh, English subtitles on the one that I watched. And uh, it uh, even having to read everything, I was still tuned into the movie and really liked what I was watching. It, you know, it kept my attention, and uh, there really wasn't any snooze moments on it. But uh, 
for the simple plot of the movie, this movie is about Thomas. He's a resourceful kid. <laughs> yeah, he this kid is is a genius, and uh, he's left alone with his fragile grandfather on Christmas Eve. When a killer dressed as Santa Claus breaks into their home, Thomas does whatever it takes to defend his home and his grandfather. So this kid is. Uh, he, they portray him as like he's like like my initial thoughts during the opening credits was this kid is a super soldier like he's putting on all the makeup he's got fake bolt weapons and whatnot like he he looks like a like a John Rambo uh commando kid and uh and uh during the opening credits we get like an eye of the tiger rip off the music's playing and it just kind of has these shots of uh, the kid dressing up himself like he's getting ready to go to war, so to speak. And uh, he, he's running around playing commando with his dog, JR. And uh, then it, it cuts to uh, he jumps on his grandpa while his grandpa was sleeping. And his grandpa didn't even budge at all. Like, my initial thoughts was, I thought he was dead. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, what? The? Like, I, you know, I would immediately jump up, like, what the fuck? But, uh, no, his, his grandpa didn't even budge. Like, it might have been a dummy or something. Like, it just, it was, uh, I don't know. I thought it was bizarre. Then he, he booby traps his dog with a, a trap door with like a net at the bottom catching him and like uh it's like a, it's like a trap door in his in the hallway and it just you know he hits a button and it, it drops down and and uh his dog just goes down crashing into the net and uh all of a sudden his, his mother calls him to come down for breakfast so uh they're all talking at the dinner table it's grandpa him and his mother and uh they're just kind of conversing and this is where i thought maybe uh the kid's father's died because he's not really in the picture and uh they're all just having a, a cheery conversation until his, until his name or uh, just saying that his father you know talking about his father he just um it just it just kind of got quiet and sad for a moment so that's that's where I thought well something happened to him maybe maybe he died maybe uh, it's like a divorce or something who really knows at this point um and then I'll I'll uh I'll add that uh this is a pretty wealthy family because they live in this humongous mansion like this thing is massive and uh definitely plays a uh a big part in this home invasion type movie um that uh that leads you know to to what happens later um let's see let's get on to uh then i i notice uh Another part of this movie is uh, when they ask Grandpa to grab something 
or like something at the dinner table and uh they kind of tease him about his eyesight's going bad and uh and it, it doesn't really mention i don't think right away that uh his grandpa's diabetic so he needs insulin and stuff like that and he's just He's an older guy. He needs a lot of help. He can't really be by himself. And uh, they mentioned his eyesight was is bad. And he, you know, being like a, a, a stubborn, how a, a stubborn older person would be is to where they don't, they, they're in denial about what they have. So he's like, oh, no, my eyesight isn't bad. You know, just, it's fine, you know. And uh, then the camera goes, like, point of view style and uh his vision is very blurry so he is indeed he's not blind but he uh this guy's got some bad eyes because he and uh thomas our main kid he's got this sweet ass mullet um i have to say it's 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 pretty bitching for for the time (laughs) um and uh, before I get any farther, I should have said this before we started uh, getting into the movie. <clears throat> but uh, Thomas, he's he's our main character. He's the kid that uh, that is the main character. But uh, I do want to say that he is played by Elaine Lalane. Uh, sorry if I butchered your name. But he didn't really have a big acting career. He maybe had done uh, this one and a couple other films. But he's uh, very active in uh, doing visual effects for movies such as uh, Avatar, Edge of Tomorrow, 2015 Cinderella, Splice, and 47 Ronin. So, I mean, this guy's got a a pretty uh, incredible career so far. Um, Maybe not on film as an actor but uh behind behind the scenes doing stuff uh you know it's it, it shocked me to, to see that um all those films to his credit so that's awesome and um but anyways um back to uh the story <laughs> Uh, he gets he gets on a, a Minitel trying to communicate with what he thinks is Santa Claus. And uh, Santa replies and uh, what he thinks is Santa. And Thomas and his friend think that it's really Santa, but his friend is sort of doubtful. Thomas insists it's really him, but it's really this creepy guy on the other line. And... Uh, I want to I want to talk about what a Minitel is just briefly because I had no idea that what this was. I I just thought it was just like an old ass like Mac computer or uh, gateway or or not gateway but Windows or you know something like an old ass computer. But I didn't realize that a Minitel was something totally different. And uh, a Minitel was a video text online service accessible through telephone lines. And uh, was the world's most successful online service prior to World Wide Web. And in the early days, users could make online purchases to 
Yeah, could make online purchases with it, um, make train reservations, check stock prices, search telephone directories. And they also had a mailbox and chat similar to like what we have today. And uh, that obviously is uh, what they were using it for was uh, to communicate through chat. And they would have these at, uh, they would have like Minotel um, terminals at like I would I would guess like business districts and stuff like that so kind of like a telephone booth but people could just go up to these and uh start using this Minotel which is like uh kind of like a computer and uh so this creep just shows up to this one of these terminals and is uh talking to Thomas has no idea who this kid is but uh he <laughs> I guess you could say he's like some sort of psychopath because he ends up going to he or he ends up getting Thomas's address because he's saying that he's Santa Claus and uh Thomas blindly gives it to him because he really thinks it's Santa. And uh so that that sets up for okay, we got our bad guy who is going after this kid. I'm not really sure what his end game is, but uh Maybe he just wants to kill. I don't know. But, uh... But anyways, um... Then we move away from that for a little bit. And, uh... This kid is a, a genius because he, he's fixing up a car. He knows how to program this ancient Minotel to record all the cameras in his house so that he can try to catch Santa Claus. Or, you know, he, uh... He wants proof that Santa's real. And, uh, so he's got all these video cameras in his house, or mansion, I should say. And, um, he's getting it all set up because he wants to catch uh, Santa. I almost said Krampus for a minute. Um, and, uh, he's, he's, got the, he's got a wristband that I'm assuming is connected to his Minotel, or it's like a mini Minotel. I'm not sure. But he's got, like, this predator-looking wristband where, uh, he can, you know, press some buttons and it's got like a little screen on it so he can see, you know, what what's going on on uh, the video camera system in his house. He can also communicate through it. Um, and uh, it's, 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 it's pretty resourceful, I would say. Especially for, for this movie. <laughs> um... So, um, then it, it cuts to <clears throat> the, the creep. I'm just going to call him the creep because he's a, a creepy Santa Claus guy. He, he disguises himself as Santa Claus and, uh, works at Thomas's mother's work as Santa Claus. And he, the reason why he goes and works there is because, um, when he's talking to Thomas, so, uh, I think it, it mentioned something about his mother's work or whatever. So, and then he just happened to be close by. And, uh, so that's where he goes to. And, um, and, uh, he dresses up as Santa Claus and, uh, becomes a Santa worker at his mother's work. And, uh, a, a kid comes up and, uh, to sit on Santa's lap. 
Oh, I got a visitor, so. <laughs> Sorry if you hear her. Um, I didn't know that she was just going to barge in here. Um, where was I? So, a kid comes up to Santa Claus, and uh, he, he sets her up on his lap and asks what her name is. She says Marion. And uh, she also says that she doesn't like his face. Then she pulls down his beard, and then he slaps her, which I was shocked to see this. But, yeah, he full-on slaps this kid. Thomas's mom comes and says, are you crazy? And asks Marion if she's all right. And then she tells Santa that he's fired. And so it kind of cuts this scene where he's just looking... He's just looking really creepy, and uh, and then uh, he kind of, as you know, um, leaving or whatever, he kind of overhears that uh, that this uh, delivery truck is going to Thomas's house, and because uh, he recognized the address, and so he he. Uh, Sneaks in the van and uh, tags along to the house. And, uh, you know, he's still got the Santa outfit on. And uh, he ends up killing the driver when they get there. And uh, and then also, like, uh, oh, what, what are they, like, uh, like the the cook and, like, the, the housekeeper and stuff like that. Because this, this is a, a huge mansion, so of course they had people working for the house. And uh, he kind of goes to like the, oh, you know, like, like a, the little house that's offshoot of the mansion of like where the workers would maybe stay at or whatever. So he ends up killing them there. And then um, then he finds a... Uh, a can of snow spray and creepily applies it to his beard and hair to make it look white. So he's going to portray as Santa Claus. So then Thomas is anxiously waiting to see Santa. So he stays up all night under the dining room table, but he passes out until he hears a, see a rope drop from the chimney and you see Santa's legs. Thomas is in awe. And he thinks it's actually Santa Claus. And so uh, Santa gets out of the chimney. And uh, then J.R. the dog starts attacking Santa's legs and is biting him. And uh, Santa tries to kick him off. And then all of a sudden he stabs the dog in the neck with what looks like a silver metal pie server. Like one of those... Uh, you know, like those dish server uh, silverware things. And uh, it's pretty bloody. Um, Thomas is in shock from what he just saw. And uh, he flees from under the table as Santa tries to grab him. Thomas runs up the stairs to get Grandpa and calls for help on the phone. But Santa cuts the phone line. And at first I thought it was like uh, the phone lines throughout the whole house. But uh, it ended up, I guess, just being the one phone line. And uh, uh, Grandpa and Thomas run through the through some secret passage throughout the mansion, and uh, 
to get to the garage to get into the car and, and try to leave out of there. But of course, the car won't start right away in uh, typical horror movie fashion. Santa is slowly walking towards them. And uh, then Santa headbutts the windshield and uh, grabs a sledgehammer and starts whacking the car. We get some sweet guitar riffs, like in 80s fashion, like with the whammy bars and, you know, all the, all the, all the good stuff that you like to see in those. Uh, and uh, while this is all going on, he's like just trashing this car and getting, getting Grandpa and uh, Thomas all worked up. And then uh, they finally make a break for it and they go into the mansion through, back through the secret passage and then they get to this massive ass room, like a, this. It looks like uh, kind of like when Aladdin goes into, uh, you know, speaking of like the cartoon Aladdin, like when he goes into uh, like the tiger's mouth, and it's all you know, all this gold and rubies, and like it's just like uh, this big old cave full of just treasures. Well, they go into this room. That's sort of massive like that, but it's just nothing but just toys. And they got like this, uh, it's pretty cool looking at, um, it's got kind of like a, for like to walk through the room, it's kind of got like a, oh, like one of those Indiana Jones style, uh, um, rope bridges <laughs> kind of thing. And, uh. That's just how to get across the room because the, the whole floor and just the whole room is just filled with nothing but toys. And uh, Grandpa asks, what is this place? And Thomas replies, this is a secret passage only his dad and him know about. And uh, like I said, it's just filled with toys. And then uh, all of a sudden Thomas's mom calls the phone from her office. And... Uh, Grandpa and Thomas look at each other because they hear the phone and uh, they kind of talk back and forth about who's going to go get to the phone so they can get some help. Um, Thomas ends up being the one who uh, goes and uh, before then he, he gives Grandpa a walkie-talkie and uh, he has his wristband so they, uh, you know he explains to Grandpa that he can watch where Santa is at all times with his wristband. And then if, if anything were to happen, just, to, you know, they can talk on his walkie-talkie. So, Grandpa agrees, and so he, he takes off. But, Santa, because he sees the cameras in the rooms, he starts knocking them out. So, that ends up being a shitty situation for Thomas, because now he can't see exactly where he is. Thomas ends up running into him and then realizes that he's in the hallway with the trap door. So Santa runs towards him. Thomas uses his wristband to uh, to trigger the trap door. Santa falls through and Thomas escapes. Thomas runs through the mansion trying to get away from Santa. He ends up getting up to the attic and tries to grab the phone. But Santa is there, and he closes the door on Thomas, and uh, Thomas is, on, is forced to go out this window that leads to a ledge outside. And uh, he climbs out there, and uh, Santa says that he's going to fall, 
and to come back to him. Thomas refuses, and he starts climbing his way around the mansion on this ledge. And mind you, this kid is barefoot with, you know, and it's it's snowing pretty bad outside. And uh, you can just see how much snow is piled up, like, even on the house, on the roof, and uh, just everywhere. And uh, this is where you can really see how how beautiful the mansion was because... Um, you know, it's, it's a mansion, it's, it's massive, and, uh, they did a really good job of, uh, designing it, because I couldn't tell if it was a real mansion, or if it was, like, a, a small, um, like, uh, like a small-scale prop of, of the house, but they did a pretty good job of, uh, um, panning the camera out to you, you can see him on a ledge then it just kind of panned and then it, it it did like a wide shot of showing you really how big this mansion was and uh so <clears throat> he makes his way around to um another window and uh which i'm guessing it was his room because he's he's in a room where the minotel is in and uh he sends out a message to whoever whoever will see it to send help it ends up going up, going to his friend um um his his mom's i don't know if it was like boyfriend i'm guessing boyfriend because uh when she left for work he picked her up and uh, he was trying to kiss on her and stuff and she said oh not here not here and thomas is looking out the window at him so I'm assuming it was her boyfriend, but uh, he doesn't see it right away. But you know, it it sends to multiple people to send help. And then uh, Thomas makes his way to Grandpa, and Grandpa sees a shadow figure walking towards him. He thinks it's Thomas, but it's actually Santa. And uh, Grandpa barely escapes because uh, Thomas pulls him through the door and then uh, locking the door. And, uh, you know, this old horror fashion, the the killer just barely misses him. And then uh, they make their way through the house. And then they trap Santa, thinking that Grandpa was in the room talking, but it was really just the walkie-talkies talking. Thomas locks him in what appears to be a sauna room with a crowbar for the locking mechanism. And then you kind of get a little stare off between Santa and Thomas. And uh, then uh, Thomas and Grandpa converse on what they're going to do now. And then uh, he, he, you know, they think that he's he's locked in there for good. But, of course, he finds a way to break out. And then uh, he actually catches Thomas at one point, and uh, but then releases him and says, I win, you lose. Now I'll go hide myself and you'll be it, okay? So it's almost like he's, he's playing a game with this kid. And uh, which I, I couldn't believe that he actually let him go because... Uh, 
you know, he's going through all this trouble to get to this kid. But uh, anyways, um, Julia's his mom, and uh, she's concerned because she's been trying to call the house all night. No one's answering. Um, so then she decides to call the police and uh, send an officer over to the mansion to, te- to check on Thomas and Grandpa. The... Um, they uh they find the bodies the policemen find the bodies and uh recaptures thomas but the boy is saved when his grandpa shoot santa um you know and then that was that was kind of a big uh a big thing because you know grandpa was blind so uh you know he had to <laughs> Being a, for being pretty much blind, he uh, had a damn good shot because he shot Santa with, uh, oh, oh my gosh, um, back it up a minute. Yeah, the, uh, Santa ends up killing the, the police guys, so that's where they get the gun from, was from the, the police. And, uh, um, Grandpa manages to shoot him, and, uh, the mom arrives. <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're. I mean, it's not really a boring part, but I. I forgot to mention she's driving home, and she goes into the ditch, and then her boyfriend ends up reading the note, and then heads his way there, and then that's where he picks Julie up from the ditch, and then they go to the house. But then, uh, so they they arrive home, and they they find Thomas standing over the killer's body. And uh, he kind of says something like, it's my fault, Mom. I wanted to see Santa. So he's still in belief about the whole Santa thing, even though this guy was just a a menacing murderer. And uh, that's that's about it. I mean, uh, there's a lot of cat and mouse elements to this movie, like uh, Home Alone. So, I mean, you know, I didn't go into detail on everything, but, uh, there, you know, it's, it's definitely got a Home Alone vibe to it, but, uh, this came before Home Alone, so you can say that Home Alone got their cat and mouse game from this, and, uh, it's, this is a well-made movie, and, uh, I'll definitely be adding it to my, uh, Christmas horror movie playlist from now on, and, uh. So I would say definitely check it out. It's it's great. Um, I'll mention uh, the director, Manzor. Excuse me. Um, won Best Director and Best Film back in the 1990 Fanta Festival. So this, this was a, a pretty big film from over there in, uh, I'm guessing, France or the U.K., um, you know, over overseas, over there, it was a, a pretty pretty big film, and uh, we're we're just now getting a taste of it over in the states, which I think is, I mean, it's cool that we're finally getting to see it. Um, I'm not really sure if there's been other releases prior to. I think they're uh, they did like a newer, like I don't know if it's a 4K scan or they did like a more of like an HD scan of it and uh 
I'm not really sure who's putting that out, but uh, Shudder ended up having it put on their streaming service, so I'm just thankful for that. And uh, thank you to Shudder for giving me the opportunity to watch this great horror Christmas movie that I've never seen before. And, uh, yeah, um, that's going to be it about Deadly Games, or whatever you prefer to call it, Hide and Freak, Game Over, whatever you want to call it. But uh, the next episode, as far as our movie episodes go, I think I'm going to do Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4. Because I told uh, one of my buddies on Instagram that uh, that I would do it. So I'm going to keep the uh, Christmas horror train uh, uh, coming. And uh, yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 will probably be next. Um, send me some messages, guys, if you want me to talk about any other Christmas horror movies or just uh, any other horror movies in general or even a topic. I mean, I got a, a couple of good, uh, I kind of, we kind of mentioned uh, great horror movie soundtracks a little bit in the last episode. Um, maybe we might even do like a little longer piece on that. I don't know. Um, and then also uh, got another topic of uh, what are some of the greatest, uh, remakes or uh um that are, are as good or if not better than the originals so that's another great topic and that will probably be a whole episode in itself but i mean but i just want to say thanks guys for giving me some uh some great uh topic ideas because that is something we can talk about but uh if you guys could maybe send me some more messages um about some more topics that way I can kind of keep the ball rolling on here and uh and just, you know, talk about maybe stuff you guys want to want to hear about. So just message me on um the Root Horror Podcast on Instagram. It's just um at Root Horror Podcast and uh or you can message me on my my uh my personal account at the root the Oh my gosh. At the World of Root Horror is is where you can find me, and then also we're streaming on uh, most of the uh, the main platforms out there. Um, we're on uh, Anchor FM slash Root Horror Podcast, and then that'll if you go there, um, you can listen to, listen to our podcast there. But then also it'll give you the choice if you want to listen to it like on Spotify. Or like Google Podcasts, um, I'm having trouble with with Apple Podcasts. It's they're giving me some some uh, troubles with that, so I'm working on it. Um, but we're not quite on Apple yet. Um, but I'm sure we're gonna get there. And uh, we're like on uh, Stitcher, Podbean, um, you know, some of the other podcast formats. So uh, so yeah, um, just maybe. Uh, you know, give us give us a review how we're doing and uh, some more topic ideas. Follow, subscribe, and uh, more more to come. Very more to come. Oh, and uh, also, I might be having some guests lined up in uh, some future episodes. So stay tuned. Maybe even some bigger names that uh, you wouldn't expect me to 
to get. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. And uh, just just stay tuned. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. R- really appreciate you guys listening and uh, enjoy hearing you guys' feedback. So, so long, guys, to the next episode. Hey, guys, just want to thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us ideas to talk about or just general feedback at rudehorror at gmail.com or direct message us at Podcast on Instagram. Thank you. You have been listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. If you like this content and would like to hear future episodes, please follow or subscribe if you dare.